0: unit is cleaned out well, so I was like, oh is she driving right now no one of the three is cleaned out uh, where did you put it do you have a truck or what are you guys doing with it
1: no um that was just a product of consolidating into the other two. Oh, really yeah because I as I've been semi-liquidating I've been working on cleaning that one out basically just by virtue of consolidation no ma'am so Hello, Kitty. Her very needy friend with me today. She's being a
0: barnacle since I'm packing. Yeah, trying to figure things out. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. (laughs) Sorry, we were chit-chatting. Welcome, welcome. We have one question someone asked me in one of my videos this week, and I don't do shipping policies, so I put it up here um, to ask Anna. So we're gonna start with that. But if you guys do have questions, it is you know a casual question and answers as we get get to it um you know we'll get there and then we have things to chit chat about as well so yes the question that came in um on one of my videos this week was if you have policies turned on so they were talking about shipping policies do you have to use them or can you select other shipping if not can you just turn them off so like i had a shipping Mm -hmm. video and i was showing like how i update my shipping and they wanted to update it like mine but they have shipping policies so is it like what like you, if you have policies set you have to use policies or can I you think so them?
1: i'm i'm pretty sure because when you're listing something like you're not even template but just like your listing page to create the listing the shipping options are like just your drop down of what your policies are. So I think it is kind of all or nothing, but you can have a lot of different policies if you need them. Like I have, oh my gosh, I'm seriously- Oh, now your
0: alarm's going off. I I, know, I literally just
1: put my phone on do not disturb, but apparently alarms do not respect that.
0: They do not. As no. On my eBay open presentation, do you remember? I had to like turn off my watch. No. <laughs> Oh, did you not? I thought I told you that. No, that um, so if you guys watch my eBay open. It's on my channel if you want to see. Um, but you know my alarm that goes off every day at this time. Yes, I put my phone on do not disturb, but I was recording the eBay open presentation at this time in California, and it went off on my watch mid presentation. So you, I'm like talking, talking, and then I kind of just hit my watch and like, that's I don't know hilarious. How I was, like flip out and like I definitely watched your
1: presentation and did not notice that so you were smooth (laughs) criminal
0: now you guys um no keep an eye out for that you're like you're like hold on I need to go pick up my kids I'll be right back
1: yes
0: um oh oh for so for the business policies if you don't want to use a policy you have to turn it on or like you can't have a little of both. I think
1: so and I guess I mean if that person were here or we were having a synchronous conversation. I would want to know why they wanted to to do something different from their policy. Um, for me, I mean, as you know, if you've been around um, my friends here on the on this YouTube live uh, habit that we have, I ship all kinds of different things. So I do have like a lot of different policies. I mean, really not a lot. I, ha- I have it streamlined, but you know, to cover the whole gamut of like way different types of items with different weights and like all of that, I think I have about four or five policies for everything that kind of covers everything. Oh, that's it? mm -hmm, But that came as a result of, like, realizing, like, you know, setting basically two of them and then being like, oh, I need a third option for this. Or I need a free shipping um, first class, basically, but domestic only because some of the things can't go to other countries. And, well, of course, now that's all entangled in the new <laughs> the new uh, international shipping program but um, also sorry guys my cat Cinder is in here with me and she is like super needy right now so
0: she's uh, freaking out because we're packing up the house <laughs> so that's how my dogs get all freaked here. out just like packing our suitcases because they're like yes. what's going on Ooh, yeah. but I do think it's either on or off um, you can go in and set so I the video I did this week was like I reset my I do flat rate shipping Yes, um, not like padded flat rate, which uh, I use. But I like first class is five eighty five now. Yes. and I went through and like looked at all of my prices to come up with a new number because I was undercharging because I hadn't done it in a couple of years. Yeah, um, and so they were wanting to kind of set it up how I set it up, but they had business policies, so they could. I think it was more they just couldn't follow through my video step by step mm-hmm. because they had policies turned on. But I think they would just have to go into the policy and either update the policy or create a new policy for what they needed.
1: Yeah, because I think. Yeah, if, if they're charging, it's like they'd have to separate out the items based on like how much of an upcharge they were going to do. for. But you, But if you're doing like a specific shipping service, like you have one policy that covers things that are all first class or things that are all under a certain weight or, you know, these are all flat rate envelopes or whatever. Like the good news is once you have your policies set up correctly – all you have to do is go in and make one little change in the policy and it automatically changes all the listings
0: oh yes like okay. when i did this update and i had to go in and bulk edit 200 at a time like two thousand listings
1: yes should have had a policy yes like that so it would have been like one second i'm gonna throw her out though
0: don't you... believe me no worries i'm gonna
1: much of a barnacle
0: <laughs> i'm gonna hop in and say hello so Duncan VR is saying ebay auto decline an offer when i was not using auto decline and buyer paid full price. Oh, interesting. I will say this brings up a good point though, because friends, it is winter seller update timeframe. So if you're noticing glitches, if you're noticing certain things that are happening or sales are like you have one really bad day, like it's all fairly normal during this time period. If it's something that continues to persist um, or like a really big issue, you know, contact ebay but if it's something oh and i was going to bring that up last week we talked about an issue because someone was saying oh i was reading on social media that padded flat rate you couldn't list it anymore so to follow back around on that i never had an issue but i had a couple of people reach out to me that were having issues and then someone uh on social media that said hey here's what the problem is so i never had an issue so i'm only telling you what i have heard let me know if it's different for everybody else but It was if you, so two things. One, if you couldn't select it as you were listing it, once it sold, you could go in and select it. So it wasn't an issue. You were still able to do it. You just had to do it on the back end when it sold. Yeah. And then the one that I saw, the like tip that I saw on social media on Instagram was you had to enter in the dimensions of your package to get the padded flat rate. And I think my VAs just automatically do that. So I'm not, why? Yeah,
1: maybe that's why it wasn't a problem on your end. That is really interesting though, because I feel like there are some, like, I don't understand this at all, but like, I had this happen multiple times this week. It's probably a glitch or whatever, but where somebody bought something, obviously something that was going to go first class. And it's like, it's in my free shipping, shipping policy, right? So somehow though, when I got to the label page, it was like, it was telling me like, send via UPS because that's what the buyer selected. And I'm like, the buyer. Oh, so it wasn't an option? Yeah. I mean, like it is free shipping. It just says like free economy shipping or whatever. So like the buyer shouldn't have a selection to make on that <laughs> item. And why would they choose UPS for it? And I was like, it happened few to- a few times. And I'm pretty sure those buyers probably didn't choose UPS. And it was just some kind of like automatic thing. But I was like, this is so stupid. Like why would someone... Yeah. Want me to ship this little pin through UPS or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's free shipping. So they don't get to choose
0: the service really. <laughs> right. And most buyers honestly probably don't even have any idea. Yeah. There's yeah. The difference in any of it. They just know it's free shipping. I yeah. think some know every once in a while, because I like to do like free shipping and then I do our priority option because sometimes if it's worth a lot, um, or oftentimes priority will say that it gets there sooner. However, first class typically I've noticed it's there about the same time
1: right. so like, <laughs> what are you really you're paying for a guarantee ish basically but yeah to feel not, more like, com- but
0: I don't think that they really know that right like no, they're no. not
1: savvy and all of that stuff right
0: right Duncan's asking how's your week sales ladies
1: oh man um mine's uh atrophied t- here towards the end of the week because I have been starting my transition to eventually on I guess Monday, my store will officially be shut all the way off for a week where people can't buy things. So right now I have it on like a longer than usual handling time. So that's killed it like a little bit. Um, I sort of started that, uh, like last week and then I have gradually, I've gradually, um, shifted towards an even longer handling time because I've been so overwhelmed trying to pack for moving and I just can't spend that much time shipping every day. So I'm like, I need
0: to be selling fewer things. <laughs> yeah, So you're like intentionally suppressing yourself. Yeah. So it hasn't
1: been great, but I think it's been like on par for what I have set up right now.
0: Are you like not sending out offers, not running sales, not selling some No, more? I
1: still <laughs> am, which I probably should just take my sale down. That's what I should do, but I don't know. Okay.
0: Um, so then Monday, you're like full vacation mode for how long? For a week, Monday to Sunday. Monday to Sunday. But then are you going to keep handling a longer handling period on? So then, yeah.
1: And, and the reason that I have it like turned like where people can't bu- even buy the item is because if I decide on Sunday in from my new home on Sunday that like I still need a few days, I'm not going to have anything waiting to ship out so yeah. like i could do that i could extend that and have no consequences except that obviously i'm not selling anything and making any money but right. Right. hopefully by sunday i'll be ready to turn it back on but if not i won't be like well crap i have all this stuff that sold while i was moving and now i at least have to ship that like i won't have any of that
0: or something happens you could always you know come saturday be like okay we're actually we're like in a really good place and i yeah. want to get on um and change all of that right. exactly so hopefully that will be the case <laughs> Um, All right. So we have James is here. Hello, James. Lots of people joining today. Thank you guys so much. Um, If you're joining, we love to see who um, is joining us in the comments or in the live comments, as well as if you guys watch us in the recording as well. Good afternoon. Waiting at airport to head your way. Oh, are you coming to Denver? Thanks for watching. You're like, bring me some crumble cookies or something. (laughs) we actually just got a crumble um not just like recently ish and they there was one it was like 30 minutes away so i never went and now there's one like kind of at my kids school love that
1: my um friend my like lifelong friend that i have visited Um, In Colorado, I fly into Denver to see her, and her tradition when she picks up anyone from the airport is to bring crumble cookies with her in the car. And I'm like, that's hospitality. That's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. And she's like, you're forgetting that this means that every time I pick someone up, I get to eat crumble cookies. And I was like, you're so smart. Yes. All right.
0: Um, How's the Poshmark Quiet Quitting going, Sarah? So that was on my agenda to talk about today. Thanks for asking. Nice. Um, So. I after our talk last week so if you guys didn't watch last week I'll give you a little update uh, my dark sales, side right I don't know what to do uh, my poshmark sales have been in the gutter I did an analysis in January and after you take out like Close perfectly and pay my uh virtual assistant because she's the one who does everything like cross list it and takes it off and all that um I just ship whatever sells and then fees and stuff I ended up making like three hundred dollars so we kind of talked and I think I we talked and I'm done listing on Poshmark. I haven't committed to deleting everything. So right. I haven't. I, nothing new is going up right now. And instead of having my virtual assistant spend that time, I'm putting her on different tasks. Um, so I'm gonna do it for about two weeks. And then I'll do a video and say, hey, here's what happened on my Poshmark sales. Was her time better used doing these other tasks? Um, and I did, cause you had a good point. I think at the very end, I increased my promoted listing percent a little bit to kind of make up for some of the poshmark feet the poshmark sales um my sales this week on eBay have been pretty i'm up right now for the month let me see 13 percent.
1: yeah but Love that's that.
0: gross and i'm paying more in fees so you have that but friends i will do a video going through everything but thanks for asking so while i'm up oh i'm actually up more in net sales I'm up 22% in net sales. My average sale price is up 3.2. So I think what's happening is I have decreased my percent in sales that I'm running. Yes. So my sales, and we talked about this, I think, last week. But my yeah, s-
1: like how much percentage off.
0: Yeah. So it? my items are selling higher, but I'm paying eBay more to sell them. But at the end of the day, if I'm making more money, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it goes to, it goes to.
1: I can't wait to tinker with that. Also like starting in a couple of weeks because I definitely, I've been running such huge sales and doing everything, you know, to like semi liquidate. And now I'm like pretty confident that everything I have left is going to fit into the truck. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. okay, I can slow it down and get more money for fewer items again. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. I'm interested to watch how it goes. Cause you're like doing all the things to liquidate intentionally.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: it'll be interesting to see like you're messing around with your promoted listing price and your sale prices and kind of what it does for everything.
1: So, I have a question about your quiet quitting.
0: Yes, my quiet quitting. I like
1: you. Is there any other platform you would consider for the sake of diversification?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've been talking actually with my uh, spouse about this. So, part of the reason that I don't do any other platforms besides Poshmark and eBay is their reports are the only one that puts a skew on their report. And so then for financial reporting, because my husband's, you think I'm crazy about spreadsheets. He's like beyond wild. He has this like massive financial tax spreadsheet um, and he pulls a report and then it ties the SKU to the cost of goods and then updates for financial tax. Like it's very fine tuned. None of the other platforms have, have, like Macari has a report, but it doesn't attach the SKU. So then you'd have to manually go in yeah do everyone and as of right now it wasn't worth it to me um but i've been we've been creatively thinking about maybe a couple other platforms like etsy i think has if we find their report or maybe finding other things that we can tie together besides the skew if it's not in the report oh like a different data point yeah like in a video so i it is on the back burner so my husband's on this big he turned 40 this year So his midlife crisis is like (laughs) wealth and I want to retire by time I'm 50 and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to find a side hustle. And I was like, we can just make my job. Like if I can get on multiple different platforms instead of you going out and working 20 hours a week on top of your other job. If we can just figure out this one problem and now I'm selling more items because I'm on more platforms. I don't know. So stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah,
1: that's super interesting. Well, I'm very curious about that. I just was uh, part of a conversation recently this week where another seller was talking about how she did like a deep dive on basically all of the 1099s that all these different platforms issue and how some of them include the sales tax and some of them don't and how it's just like super inconsistent across different platforms. And once again, of course, eBay was like the most professional thorough and accurate, like of any of them that she looked at. And she had looked at like nine. And they, they include sales tax
0: i can't remember eBay,
1: i can't remember if theirs does or not but th- whatever they do it's like very clearly like notated on their actual document where some of the other ones just like give you a total and don't say whether it's included yeah and so she was having to like do the calculation to see if it was actually included or not because they didn't really say
0: i can't remember i'd have to look at ebay we filed our taxes i want to talk about it too if you're comfortable um sure. But we talk, I, we filed our taxes. We have a CPA. We're like on the tail end of wrapping all that up, so we pulled yeah. the report a couple of weeks ago. So I don't remember exactly, but I do remember. I remember Brian talking about it when he came out for the eBay. Um, oh, for Denver. But I don't remember because someone asked if it included sales tax, and I remember there was like a big discussion around it. Let me I
1: look. Think I think I have, I have mine right here. Let me look at it and see.
0: I feel like it shouldn't mm-hmm. because
1: that's not- I mean, No, it'd be double taxation. I mean, that's the thing. Either you have to yeah. manually delete it or like subtract it when you're filing your own taxes or, you know, you might be actually being taxed twice. Because it's
0: <laughs> nothing that ever comes to us, right? Like for eBay, because eBay collects it and then they pay taxes on our behalf.
1: Right, right. We never have that in our account. Yeah, that's true. Right. We're no, like- I think mm-hmm. it does not include it because- okay. Yeah. Which would make sense because also like, I'm just looking at mine right now and like the discrepancy in like what they have turned in, like, okay, where is my, where are you? I lost you. Here you are. I couldn't find you on my screen. Um, Oh, me. (laughs) The discrepancy in like the amount, like compared to the gross number that I have is the difference of the sales tax because when I think about gross, even though that money never comes to me, I want, I like to think about my sales in terms of how much money is a person willing to pay for this item, which for them includes the sales tax, even though that's not part of my income or my my profit. I do have one, like the rawest number (laughs) does include it because where I'm pulling it from in my eBay sales is where it's included because I just want to know, like, you know, if someone's paying, you know, $25, but there's like a couple of dollars of this tax. Like, well, no, I never see that, but that's what they had to pay for it. You know, yeah, and it's going to so, do for across yeah. States. So I think well, I'm pretty sure it's not included on eBay's, which is correct.
0: <laughs> well, and I think where it gets complex too, is that we like eBay does collect it. So it is part of what goes through eBay, but it never touches us as the seller, right? right? We're like shipping costs and fees that's included, included in our gross because we see, I mean, eBay sees that too, but it goes through and it is a top number, but sales tax, thankfully I will pay yeah. all the fees for eBay to collect all the different sales tax and pay all the oh different gosh. dates. Yeah.
1: I know. I do not want to deal with that. Um,
0: I do have a tax uh, related issue that I've had though. Okay. Oh, is- real quick. I want to get, someone has a Poshmark. I want to get back to Poshmark real quick and okay. we'll get into tax stuff. Because I know it kind of went on a tangent. So my Posh sales, they're declining. Someone has said, there's a couple of things happening on Poshmark. I know you don't sell on Poshmark, but... There's the lives, sucking the life out of everyone. Yes, there you go. You're on social media. The lives, I don't know if they had a new... Like they allowed way more sellers in, but the notifications on the live are... And I can just imagine the sales on Poshmark are going to continue to decline because they're annoying and people aren't going to want to get on. Um, They also did increase their shipping fees, which... I mean, it's like shipping fees are where they are there. It is, if people were smart, they would either bundle because it's like 7.97 now for a first class, like what would be a first class item on eBay eBay is really high, but it's up to five pounds. So if you, I mean, five pounds for 7.97 is a great price. Yeah, for sure. For a, you know, dress or a top, not so much. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I posted on my Instagram, like an hour ago, there's an article, but Poshmark is doing big layoffs, Oh, um, which is interesting. It's not, so to my thoughts on this, I'd be interested. I know you don't do Poshmark, but just in general, my thoughts on this is twofold. One, they are they are a tech company and tech it right now is doing huge layoffs. Um, they kind of overinflated themselves over COVID. And so yeah. they do a layoff. And then also they got bought out. And oftentimes when you get bought out, <laughs> you have, you yeah, know, the changing of the guard. Right. Um, so I don't Ooh. know, is it cause Poshmark sales suck? Or are we going to see a lot of things coming from it? I don't know. Um,
1: I would be really curious. I don't know how much you've kept up with the Posh Kings, but some more friends from our time at EVA headquarters, but I know they also were doing a ton of stuff on whatnot and um, I always want to say WhatsApp. I don't know why. I know they're different things and I've used both of them. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I actually said the right one this time. But anyway, I wonder, I mean, they're literally the posh kings. So I just wonder like what what they know or what their take is on all this stuff. I'm very I curious.
0: I don't know that. I mean, they are still the posh kings, but I don't know that they do as much in posh. Like For a while, they were only posh. Yeah. And, and now they ventured out. So I don't know. I can reach out. I'm thinking about, Oh, this is the other thing. So I'm thinking of bot crackdown. On Post- oh, right. June. They have started implementing it in Canada. Mm. Um, so it's where, I don't know if it's implemented or they said they were going to implement it because I'm it's in Canada. So I kind of saw it, but I didn't pay too much attention, but they, um, if your item is relisted through a bot, then they won't give it exposure. I don't know how they're gonna tell. <laughs> um, but, like, I really, I mean, I use a posture VA if you guys wanna use it until they crack <laughs> on it. There's a link down below. You're no, um, like, get it while uh, it's hot. Might <laughs> be really down on. If you get in trouble, don't send in my direction. Um, <laughs> they haven't said in the US yet. It goes against what they said initially for being a Poshmark like platform. Mm but i don't they haven't really done anything in the past couple of years about it um i don't you like i'm done with poshmark if you don't can't like i'm not sharing 2,000 items eight times a day yeah it's not happening so that'll be interesting um all right now to tax well let me see if we have questions and then we'll get to taxes oh yeah for sure so just full disclosure we are not cpas (laughs) we're not accountants we are just telling our experiences as small business owners um Oh, let's see. I'm going to see if we have questions. I recommend signing on Facebook sales groups. Yeah, see, I don't know. I think maybe for some of Anna's stuff, like some of your collectibles and like rare, there's probably like a, I don't know, pin, whatever, like all those pins that you have. There's probably a Facebook group that's like collectible pin collectors, right? Oh, yeah. For women's clothes, like, yeah, they're diamonds. Well,
1: and for me, it's like, That's always the challenge of like not having a niche really is like, well, there I have like a little bit of a lot of different niches and I could put in the time to go find all those specialty groups. But like, that's why I like eBay because I don't have to. They come to me. (laughs) So maybe I'm just being snobby, but I also hate Facebook. So I really want to spend as little time on there as possible.
0: Yes, we have that. I think for Duncan, because he, so he spells, and tell me, correct me, Duncan, it's either stamps or postcards or both, but he's very, like, collectible. So he can probably be in, like, one group and sell. Um, Well, just
1: being like, hey, I'm out here, and I have this store, and I am regularly adding new of this exact kind of inventory. Like, that's going to create, you know, people are going to come back and check out your store as you add new stuff all the time. But For mine, like it's so funny, people will reach out occasionally and be like, hey, do you have like this other pin from this company from the 80s? And I'm like, no, and I probably never will because I like listed all these pins and I may never list another pin ever. Like,
0: who knows? (laughs) So just one of those. Um, All right. Let's get into some tax things. Full disclosure, friends, we are not tax accountants. Get a CPA. We are just sharing our experience um, and what we believe to be true and what we do. Um, But I highly recommend getting a tax accountant, a CPA in your state because all states are going to differ, um, which is interesting because you're moving. So you'll have to file one. Yeah. But then you'll file like the beginning of the year yeah. And file in, yeah, that'll be funny. Well,
1: Yeah. I mean, the federal will be the same, but I'll have to file in two states for state.
0: Yeah. And find a new one. Okay. So Rich Colby is saying eBay and Amazon are both marketplace facilitators. They both collect remit for us on our behalf to the state. Poshmark does as well. I think most platforms do now. There was like a new law a couple of years ago that they had to, uh, you still need to file your state return as zero though. Whatever that
1: means. I'll um, well, do what my tax lady tells me. <laughs> I was going to say, she just
0: yeah, <laughs> tells me what numbers she needs and I give them to her, or he tells me. Uh, for new sellers, don't mistake no fees for no mm. taxes reporting. Just because you can sell on Facebook MarketPay for free doesn't mean everything you sell isn't tracked in public knowledge. It's true. Um, and just real quick, we did a video, a live video a couple of weeks ago with the government relations volunteers at eBay. And we talked a lot about the $600 rule. Um, And so if you're wondering the $600, so the $600 rule was last year, they said they had uh, platforms had to send out 1099s if you sold over $600. It used to be $20,000. Right,
1: Or $20,000 and, or or 200 transactions. And it was, they're proposing to change it to one transaction and $600. But in like the 11th hour, they got the
0: 23rd of December or something.
1: Literally, yes, they kick the can down the road another year. So they have more time to make a better informed decision about that. So it's not off the table, but um, hopefully it will at least be like somewhere in between $600 and $20,000 instead (laughs) of just 600. But we don't have to worry about that for, you know, last year's tax year, basically.
0: That being said, if you are selling and you're making money, you still have to claim whether you got a 1099 or not. All the 1099 means is that the platform is now notifying the IRS,
1: right, that they paid you know that
0: money. So, yes,
1: yes. And speaking of, that's a perfect segue into my issue. <laughs> so, I received my 1099 from uh, on eBay, and it had the wrong name on it.
0: Mine did too. Really? Yeah, but mine's kind of my mistake. So you tell your story, I'll tell Did him. they correct it? Um, I tell your story and then I'll, they didn't, but I didn't ask them to. So what, how was yours wrong?
1: Okay. Mine was my husband's name.
0: No, that happened to you. Yes. But I thought it was my fault because I put him as like a beneficial owner. Yeah. Listen, Okay. okay. Yes. We did okay, I don't know if we actually did the
1: same thing or if somehow the verbiage changed because I was, like, I didn't know anything about this until I got my 1099. It was wrong, and I was, like, what the heck this is, like, because he has an eBay store, but it's, like, a small eBay store. It's, like, his hobby thing. Like, I was, like, what in the world? Like, why is his name on my tax form like this is so weird and so I, of course I called I've been on the phone like four or five times about this with eBay because I'm like I can't file my taxes till I have this corrected
0: do you file separately or do you file together we
1: file together I do have the answer now
0: okay, okay but the
1: answer is not that eBay can fix it and issue you the correct form which made me absolutely livid <laughs> because after being told like four times we'll send you the right one sorry we'll correct it and send you the right one Finally, somebody was like, we actually can't correct it and send you the right one. Your tax person's going to have to fix that when you file, which okay. fortunately is a thing. But when I, so hold on. Really, so when I actually went in to like, look and see what was going on, I saw that in my account. Oh, well, he's named as a beneficial owner. And I swear, I was like, I know what that means. Like, I wouldn't have chosen him for that. I would have chosen him as like, a beneficiary. Like if my, if I die, he gets to, you know, the business gets turned over to him or whatever. But I was just like, I never would have selected that. Like, I literally know what that term means. And I, and he's not that like, I'm that. And why is he in there? So I, I remember like updating my tax information at some point. And i'm just telling you like back then and now i know what that term means and i wouldn't have chosen it so i have no idea if the language changed or what happened but it is no coincidence that we both did
0: that that is wild so i did I we actually went in as our CPA first because I was like I'm not trying to like mess around with eBay and try and get this fixed. Yeah, out. with the IRS,
1: I'm like I don't need this right
0: now. <laughs> right, and I don't want to be like. So I told my husband, but although it could actually benefit me, and like if we got a divorce and it shows that I have no income, then I can take him for everything. So like it may actually help me, but not that we're planning to get divorced. But <laughs> you're <laughs> I'm like like you no can't have your midlife crisis. I'll go have
1: mine. Thank you very much.
0: Um. So that's so funny. Cause I went in, it came to me, to him too. Um, and my husband doesn't have an eBay store. So he was yeah. like, looking on?" And we went in and looked and it said that. And I do remember last year too, going in and saying, cause we were doing like some trust, like trust things. And like, or like if I got sick, I think I went in when I got COVID. So maybe I had COVID fog, but when I got COVID, cause I was like, if something happened to me, yeah, I, like you need to be able to do whatever, like either, even just turn it off or talk to someone on my behalf or yes, um, right. whatever. Yeah. And-
1: Approved like person on the account to like be able to do something if something happens, exactly.
0: Owner, that's so wild that it happened to both of us. Um, I know our our CPA was just like, Don't worry about it, I'll make sure that it's like filed separate, like we file together, but that they know that it's um, yes,
1: which is what mine said. She was basically like, No big deal. And I was like, Okay, well, I wish that eBay had not given me the runaround because I would have had my taxes done and now we're like literally in the middle of moving and I have to wait to like even mess with it. Cause I just literally don't have the time, but I've been waiting and waiting for months to get that corrected. And they finally told me they can't correct it. But I mean, the good news is that you, if you file it correctly, still, it's like not a problem at all. And I fixed, I went in and changed that in my account to like myself as the beneficial owner. But I was just like, there is no way that I like set this up wrong. Like, I don't know. I can't go back and look at it. But for some reason, I either didn't think that that's what it meant or like the language was different when it was prompting you to fill things out.
0: I think it had to have been different so at first i just thought that like i wasn't paying attention it was my fault yeah now that it also happened to you and there's no way (laughs) intelligent like i don't want to say like we're like super intelligent but we're both like okay ish right like yes we smart okay (laughs) um so on that note with taxes i wanted to note a little bit and this is not um I'm not a CPA. I just want to give the advice out there to people who are doing this. So as you're a small business and you're running your own money or you're, um, you know, going through your taxes and stuff, the lower you can get your taxable income, the better in a legal manner, right? Like don't don't be claiming things that you can't. Um, but that's, if you just send in your 1099, then you're going to get taxed on all of that. So you want to be tracking your mileage. You want to be tracking your cost of goods. You want, and there's various different ways that you can account for this. Um, the accountant that i had coming on is having personal issues so i'm going to try and get someone else on if you guys know an accountant that wants to come on and talk to us um but you want to try and get track your expenses track your fees your shoot like it's kind of a pain but tracking all that stuff means what you're paying at the bottom line does end up being you're paying yeah. less taxes on your bottom line it's uh, not a pain
1: if you love spreadsheets right. you don't love spreadsheets. <laughs> it definitely is more of a pain but, yeah, yeah, but
0: there's I don't use it, but I know that like Quicken and a uh, bit GoDaddy connect use to connect to eBay. Um, a lot of people use, or like Quicken and QuickBooks will connect to your bank account, so it won't be like at the level of detail, but it's still better than nothing. Um, yeah, and it's like, enough.
1: It's enough information for filing taxes. Like it, yeah.
0: Um, And something that we've been doing once I started making money in the business um, is put like you can max out like I put this on my Instagram today too, but like maxing out your IRA if you have one. We opened a SIP IRA this year because once you have so much money, then you can as a business owner, because we can't have 401ks. Right. So you can put in more that way. Right. Um, so if you guys are interested, I am not an expert by any means. I'm just sharing what we have done. So you guys have like some words to Google or ask your CPA about. Um, and then we have an HSA because we have a high deductible. So maxing out that to lower your taxable income.
1: Uh, HSAs are the jam. The triple tax advantage account. I love
0: it. Yes. Um, right. And we have a family of five. So we spend through ours before the years even over. Um, That was my two cents on taxes. Do you have anything else to add besides your I just
1: wanted to complain about how I got the runaround for like a month and a half and couldn't even file my taxes and then found out they couldn't even do anything about it. But I actually am so glad that I whinged about it because I didn't, I thought I was just like dumb and like made some stupid little error, but now I'm like, no, there's no way. Something happened between A and B because that would not have happened to both of us coincidentally like
0: that. Right. And it is kind of like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because our CPA fixed it, but also yeah. I'm like, that was my hard word, money, and it says your name on it. Like, I don't, I don't like that.
1: <laughs> You'll just have to keep that copy of your tax return for all of time when uh,
0: uh, Yes. Right. Um, the other thing too, and this is completely different tangent, but the same idea is when we bought our house, it was, my husband qualified for the house on his own and yeah, it was same. too hard to try. And he, she was like, we can add you to the loan and we can get like,
1: but it's kind it, of like a lot of work for nothing.
0: Yeah. They're like, when you have a small business, it's much harder to like prove your income and blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot yeah. of work. And so she's like, our realtor mortgage lender was like, "We're we're just going to put him on it. And I was like. I mean, but then at the end of the day, like, he's the only one that has the loan, right? So, yeah. As yeah, long it's as my name's on the title. Still on the, the deed,
1: yeah. It's like,
0: yeah. But it was also the same thing that it was like, I work hard and it's just... Yeah, man, a little validation oh I, uh, we keep forgetting Anna has good this is why we love Duncan showing Anna has a book Duncan, and you are my hero it's true Amazon Amazon's probably the best place because your eBay is going to be on yeah the that's birthday. the best place for now uh you can
1: eventually buy it from me
0: again on eBay but I'm about to be off the
1: grid for a little while but yeah so Duncan asked how's my book sales <laughs> I mean slow and steady man slow and steady wins the race I'm glad I'm gonna
0: write a new one I I know move in like new inventory and condensing down. And like you probably have,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it would be really fun. I love writing and I think there's a lot of things to update because, you know, I, I released this like basically right at the beginning or finished writing it right at the beginning of COVID and, um, man, have things changed about how I run my business since then and just my perspective overall. So yeah, I may do like a, an updated version at some point. Um. We'll see. I I am very curious because I feel like there's a lot of things about my kind of my goals and how I'm running my business this year that are going to kind of crystallize the more like long term way that I'm going to run it since I'm not going to be in like huge building mode anymore. Like that's the biggest change. So I think I need to write it from that perspective and kind of get things running that way and then reassess everything that I wrote about before and update
0: it. But it could just be like a new book, like that could be a book for people who are trying to grow and get started, and then a new book. Because I find that like we're in a similar type place, and it is a different kind of mindset in maintaining, yeah, growing in different ways than growing your, like the hamster wheel of reselling, right? But just growing your eBay or your uh, business as a whole.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think. Like for me, I do write about this, or I did write about this a lot in, in that book, but just like the kind of bigger picture context of like why I'm running this store to have like a flexible lifestyle that allows a lot more bandwidth mentally for like creativity and time to be flexible and, you know, be the person who can show up in the middle of a weekday to help my friend move or like whatever. Like I love that stuff. That's more about like how the life I want to live
0: kind of thing. So Which is where I'm finally at and it feels so weird. You <laughs> wanna come help me move? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I have plenty of it because I volunteer at my kids' school at least yeah. once a week. I tend to sub. um I'm on like three committees at their school. I like if there there's probably there's not a full week in the entire school year that the kids are at school either. Like this week they had a day off. Last week they had a day off. One was sick last week, and then there's snow yeah. days, and then there's like so I'm plenty busy, but it's not like the hamster wheel of I can essentially get if i'm not growing and not doing anything different i can get my reselling business done in two full days that's awesome mine is shipping but like i can take enough photos in like three to four hours and when i say full days i mean like two hours in the morning two hours in the afternoon so really like half days for most people
1: <laughs> yeah right exactly though like yeah yeah
0: i mean my full day is like eight o'clock once the kids are dropped off and then i take like a two-hour lunch and work out and then yeah do stuff in the but afternoon do you do you feel
1: like you're really aware now though like Every, maybe not every single day, but you know when you are getting to do that stuff and run your life that way, are you like, yes, this is what I worked for? Like I'm doing it. Like, are you like really like satisfied all the time about that? It's actually
0: taken, and after a couple of these calls, because I think I've, we've talked about it a decent amount, but it's taken some adjustment yeah. because if you're like when you're in growth mode and trying to figure out all these different things, yeah like, it was almost an anxiety that you had all of the time. And like, when I didn't have all the anxiety and stress, I was like, well, obviously something's going wrong. Right. You're like, but, like I, I know, know how to list. I know how to make a YouTube video. Like, I'm not having to learn all of these new things. I just know how to do it. And it takes yeah. significantly less. Well, and at think. some
1: point, maybe you'll need another challenge, but like, it doesn't have to be store related at all. Like it can be something else in your life, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. I enjoy, I mean, I went to school to be a teacher, so I like being at this school. I don't want to be in the school and get paid. Um, mine is like subbing because it's a lot to take on. Yeah, <laughs> but I've enjoyed being able to do that a little bit more. Yeah, um, I was gonna say something. Oh, kind of on that note, because I am doing so. so resell, and I'm keeping about the same. I'm trying to like squeeze as much as I can out of it and be as efficient and best as I can. But I'm not yeah. like growth mode at all. Um, social media, YouTube, I'm kind of trying to bump that up. So if you guys have watched any of my videos this week, I'm trying to figure out like how to master YouTube and do stuff. And one of my biggest complaints is that I talk too fast, especially on my videos. Like this one is more of a casual conversation. Um, but on my videos, like as I'm explaining, I'm excited and I'm talking really fast. Um, and so I started inserting, inserting by, I, I mean, my, virtual assistant. Now that's, that's what she's been doing is we're learning editing and oh. um, so we'll see how it pays off. Interesting. Yeah. Um. It's not. Yeah. Financially, I don't know that it'll pay off, but I think hopefully it'll help grow my channel anyway. So I've been inserting like a 10 second. If I talk too fast, here's how you slow down the speed on YouTube. Um, and it's, I've gotten some like, do you watch a lot of YouTube? Not, not reselling, but like you know YouTube and like would it yeah. you to see that on videos or that's so
1: awesome? that's so brilliant though to do that instead of be like I'm gonna train myself to talk slowly because that's not how I talk. <laughs>
0: like, well then you could so I thought about it because you can like she could edit it to slow me down. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also like I've built a community of Yeah, who's used to, to how, yeah. Um and yeah. so i am just like here and people who are watching too in the comments or feel free to leave a comment down below i'm taking no offense to any of this i'm asking for your feedback <laughs> um so i i won't take offense to whatever you have to say uh but i'm just wondering like it's proven well in the first couple of videos that i've put it in um it's extended people's watch time it's interesting um and i've had quite a few people that were like oh i didn't know you could do that it totally helped." I'm wondering for my, like, long-term people who watch every time, like, every video of mine, if they're going to be like, okay, Sarah, we get it. Like, this is on every single video, like, yeah. if it's annoying or if they will just not.
1: Well, I don't know. If you're, like, always putting it in the same spot in the video, it's like, you know, when people do intro, bumper, outro you know, ads or announcements or whatever. I don't know. I think about stuff more in terms of podcasting. Cause I ha- have a podcast that's been on hiatus for a while, but like I did all the editing for that and um, like all the production stuff and it like, I don't know, like that kind of thing. And, and when I listen to podcasts, sometimes I adjust the speed just to my own preference or whatever, but that's more like, Oh, I'm familiar with the platform, you know? So I know I can do that. So I think that's really helpful. If it's not super obvious, then pointing it out.
0: Yeah. And it's like a 10 second. So I don't feel like. You should
1: say it really slow.
0: If I'm speaking too quickly. <laughs> I did say it a little bit slower than my normal speech. Someone told me they were playing around with it and they slowed me all the way down. And they are like, you sounded like you were drunk. Um She's like, listen, I'm not going to do fire anymore. Just kidding um i also speed i'm up. here for comedic relief obviously <laughs> it's friday we are here for it's it. so friday um i speed up all my stuff too but what's funny is i didn't actually know you could do it until one of my kids showed me last year oh cool so i feel like i don't know i i think i think it's helpful if my regular viewers think yeah otherwise let me know um, it's
1: gotta be like what you're used to and slash what your auditory processing is used to because i am from the midwest obviously and i also tend to talk really fast because of doing a podcast, I'm a little more aware now. And also being a therapist, you don't want to just like bulldoze over people when you're talking about stuff. But in certain contexts, I'm way more conscious of it and I can slow it down. But I'm used to talking really fast. Like if you just heard me talking to my sisters or something, you like probably would be like, Oh my gosh, it's overwhelming, but that's what I'm used to. And so, literally, I mean, if anything, when I say I adjust the speed on a podcast, I'm speeding it up too <laughs> because that's what I'm used to.
0: I actually had a couple of people, like regular viewers, that said they actually speed me up, and I was like, wow, that's intense. Um, yeah. And so I've had this a lot. I like when Tara talks fast; it keeps me awake. And people have told me that it, my regular viewers, obviously like it because yeah. that's what they're here for. But to grow right. my channel, I think that. I am trying to figure out like that fine line of I'm not changing who I am. And if I start talking slower than my current viewers that already like it, aren't going to like it. Yeah. This is interesting too, which is why I pointed out that if you don't like the way I talk, you can, there's technology that can help you. Right. But as a listener watcher of YouTube and podcasts, I love Heidi. If you guys don't know Heidi, she's re you're going to have to tell me, you're going to have to put it in the comments, uh, Heidi on Instagram. She's restyle. Yeah. I can see her picture, um, but she has great information on Instagram. She's oh, awesome! Reseller as a listener, watcher of YouTube and podcast creators need to know at least half of audience behavior is due to what is happening to them in the moment, not what is happening in the video. Don't take it personally. True story. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, thank you, Heidi. Um, Resale secrets. I knew it was. Ah, perfect. Um, yeah, lots of good information she has. All right, that was that. I have. Do you have anything else? I have one other question. No, I'm good. All right, if you guys do have questions, we have um, maybe about another 10 minutes. So if you have any general reselling, eBay life questions, whatever whatever you want. Um, So eBay International Shipping, right? Someone had mentioned on one of my videos that they're from Germany and the cost of the new program as a buyer was like, so I think when it was GSP, they said it would cost them like $40 for something and now it's costing them like $100. Have you looked at the other side of like from the buyer's perspective? I have not, but I also
1: definitely don't make it super easy for international buyers. I'm kind of like, if you're buying this from me, then you should be able to pay, you know, whatever exorbitant amount for shipping, because why are you buying this from me from across the world? (laughs) You must really want it. But I don't know, like, I, I even used to do, um, oh my gosh, now I can't think of the name of it. It's like a international, like it, it didn't exactly cross list, but it maybe put it, put my listings on like the other eBay sites or something. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, what
0: I, I, about? yeah, I know. I never did it. I know what you're talking about, but I, I did
1: it and it was like fine, but I didn't feel like it was significantly really worth it. Like it was a subscription thing too. So I was eventually like, you know what? 95% of my sales plus are still in the US and, you know, sometimes occasionally Canada, I do a good bit to like Canada and Australia, but outside of that, it's like few and far between anyway. So.
0: But Canada I, is the one that gets hit the most. Like when, so I used to yeah. do USP and then I had Canada people reach out and say, can you do it the first class, the eBay? It's like first cash. It was basically first class. In, yeah. International first class or whatever. Yeah um yeah. and it went from like forty dollars for them to like twelve dollars yeah um and so i don't like i there's also not is there a play i don't know that there's a place on ebay to see your international sales numbers right like they yeah. don't break that out anywhere
1: i don't think so not or not that i know of but also like i i mean country by country, I haven't looked at any of that. It's interesting, though, because Germany also, you know, has all the new packaging laws and stuff. And I wonder if there's something about that that's making it more exorbitant for them. Because eBay, on our behalf, has to jump through a lot more hoops to make sure about the stuff that is being sent to Germany than any other country in Europe, to my understanding right now. But also, like, I'm curious if we could know that, like, how did this change the price point for like every country by comparison? Because I'm sure that for a lot of them, it has made it more cost effective where eBay wouldn't be doing this program because it's supposed to mm-hmm. encourage more international sales, right? And like streamline everything.
0: Well, and they said it was supposed to be cheaper, but I don't know. And maybe Duncan knows or you know, but how would you like, how would you know what the shipping costs are? Like, I, how do I look at I my, don't know. because I'm not in an. Or could you go in and pretend to buy it and put it in your?
1: I mean, there is a shipping. Well, for I guess maybe for GSP, there was a shipping like table somewhere in like seller resources that showed you, you know, this weight and dimensions, like kind of like the dimensional weight, like chart for every, maybe not every country, but it was like the top like five or six or something. I remember looking at that before because I knew from, uh, like looking at that while I was listing things like, oh, well, if it's, you know, over this many ounces, then it's going to jump up to $23 instead of like 14 or whatever yeah. for any given country. But like, I don't know if the new program has any kind of a table like that where you can kind of get an estimate. Um, I think...
0: I think i remember seeing one i'm gonna look into it um because so the other the struggle though is if you either opt everything into the program or you opt everything out because i was like well anything first class maybe i can put on the old first class program and just deal with germany out or whatever um but you're either all in or all out you can't like pick and choose which ones you want right and i got the sense that evie was kind of making us all like it's going to just just be the standard moving forward yeah right
1: i think so i mean I guess you could possibly still just, if, if you're printing your label through eBay, right? Like yeah. you could always take it to USPS and send it international first class, but who's going to do that? Who and You to? can't reliably predict the cost of it either. Like, yes.
0: yeah. And then like the, it, it's worth it because eBay's going to start dealing with the returns and everything. Um, right. We have a couple of questions, but on that note, I'm, I'm going to make a video friend so you guys can have the full thing of what happened and what I did. But I've been selling on eBay for about four years now. I had my first scam. Like, legit, they sent me back the wrong item. I know. Um, oh my it gosh. As I did a video like maybe a couple of weeks ago that was like, it's not, it's never happened to me. It's not that.
1: And somebody awesome. saw that and was like, this is your lucky day.
0: Um, But it's still like, so I've had one now where they sent back the, a different item yeah. um, out of like 6,500 items that I've sold. Yeah. So, I've had them in
1: one time ever also in about five and a half years. So. Right.
0: And eBay completely took care of it. Um,
1: Actually, almost six years. Wow. That's nuts. It's crazy.
0: Um, so yeah. I'm going to do a full video on it, but I wanted to share, I saw someone's comment. Um, I wanted to share because yeah, I'm happening. So All they did
1: right. take care of it entirely. Yeah. So they,
0: um, I'll do a full video, but I messaged them before I returned it. I got it. So it was a pair of jeans. I sent them, uh, they sent back the ro- a different size and what's funny, I don't know, funny, but they messaged me before they returned them and are like, Oh, this is the wrong size. You're
1: like, <laughs> no okay. kidding.
0: Right. So then I was like, well, maybe maybe it was my mistake and maybe and I looked at the photos, or maybe like it was a return and or I pulled the wrong item. Or so I was just like, okay, just file a return and we'll figure it out when I get it back. Um, and it was not like it wasn't like if it was some of my older inventory, I'd be like, okay, maybe, but it wasn't even close to the right. It was the same brand of jeans. It was a different style and a completely different number. Um yeah. and I know my process well enough to know that. Literally like
1: that all of that would have slipped through the cracks <laughs> no
0: like i and i had pictures of the um tags and the tags weren't close and it wasn't like oh i had a picture of a 27 and i accidentally listed it as a 25 or something right like yeah and it was a completely different style that i was like i'm that's not like right get it together and you're like
1: even if somehow the one you received actually was wrong you sent me back the wrong one so
0: right um so i didn't i got it back and i looked at it i reported them right away but i didn't refund them because i was like i've never had this happen before i reached out to ebay for business and said what do i do um and they were like we've taken care of it you've gotten your money it's no impact to you i don't know what they did for the buyer um but so i know they have said that you get 50 percent back if that happens They were like, we gave you all your money. So now I can Um, build the pair that she sent me (laughs) and make even more money off of it. Thanks for this inventory. Joke's on you. Um, That is funny. All right. Let's see. I saw a reseller was not covered on eBay demanding their item and had a refund. They were out of the item and money. Hold on. Did we miss?
1: Oh, eBay damaged their item? Like,
0: oh, from.
1: Oh, from like the international shipping because they repacked it after they checked it or something. And it, yeah.
0: Um, I have a hard time believing that eBay would not take care of that.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. I don't.
1: I mean, I do too. I'm very curious. Like, I mean, if the person like, well, okay. I have like access apparently to like concierge customer service with eBay, right? Probably because why? I don't know. Maybe because of your grant maybe, or like, I don't know if it's because of the amount of, items i have or i don't know i don't know why <laughs> but when i call they're like immediately oh my gosh you've been on ebay for 14 years like thank you so much for your loyalty blah blah blah. of course i still got the run around about the tax document but that was because everyone i talked to didn't realize that it couldn't be fixed and they kept putting in like like work orders to get it fixed and then it wasn't fixable so i kept not getting the document but anyway it has have-
0: to be fixable though but they just that's don't- what
1: yeah. i think i'm like you should reissue this freaking corrected thing to the IRS. Thank you very much. But anyway, in, in times past, like before I had that, I haven't always had that. I've had regular customer service for a long time too. And there were definitely times where the people I was talking to did not actually know the policies. And it's like, you just hang up and call back and get someone else and hope that they know the policy about like whether, what, eBay's responsibility is in that situation or whatever. So I do wonder if this was the situation where they tried to follow up on it and the customer service they happened to get was like wrong and mistaken or they just said, no, sorry, there's nothing we can do like in that scenario.
0: Especially because it's a new program. So like the training for everybody to know all the new, pro- new programs. Yeah.
1: I would say like call back another day and just see who else you get and talk them through it before you do anything, before you refund. I mean, the good thing about all of these processes that eBay has, even like someone, you know, filing a return, whatever, like there are like timeframes built into all of that. So you have like several days at least usually to like get another opinion or like get it figured out. Now that being said, (laughs) we as sellers shouldn't have to like run around and try to find Mm -hmm. the right answer. But if it doesn't sound right to you, like, ask them where in the policy that that it says that and if they can't like point you to like where that rule is then hang up and call and talk to someone else because Um, everything every policy is written. Like
0: <laughs> yes. And if you are a top-rated seller, if you've sold a lot of items, if you on in general, like all of the metrics that they have, you stay in and they're going to support you. And this is where, and I don't know who said this and I don't know, but right. oftentimes when people are like, oh, eBay doesn't support me, it does doesn't, I am curious to like look at their story and see if they have like if they're not a great seller, <laughs> or right. if we're below standard, or like eBay is not going to support you if you're below standard, and give you a bunch of money back if you are not keeping your end of the deal. Yeah. If you have, you know, I've sold six thousand items in three years. I'm top rated. My metrics are all really low. That like these onesie twosies that I get through. I think they're like, oh well, you are me bringing us a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll it, take care of you. You scratch our back, we scratch your back. Yes,
1: well, it behooves them to like kind of look deeper into it to give, you know, give the best resources, whatever, which for better or worse, I mean, in a perfect world, everybody would be totally trained and would have the right answer all the time, but that doesn't always happen. And unfortunately, that means as the seller in that situation, it's kind of, if you want to not be out your item and your money, like you have to figure out like, okay, well you have to keep asking or, you know, try to file a claim with the post office or you know i don't know there's whole
0: reason for the new international shipping is that ebay was taking like once it came out of our hounds it was on ebay right and so i i don't know i have a hard time believing maybe and i do think that like things fall through the crack especially as a new program um but i do think that in general this is not supposed it's not supposed to be the case right
1: yeah it's not
0: all right. Let's see. We have a couple of people just talking about how you can figure out. So if you're listening to our conversation earlier about figuring out the shipping cost, uh, Duncan said something, Heidi said something. I'm going to go in and try and figure out because I don't know that I get a ton of sales, but if I can keep it low, I'd like to. I feel slightly embarrassed about this, but I'll go ahead and admit it. I just figured out this week that Goodwill's Atlas stores are the bin stores everyone talks about. I'll be going next week. Yay. That's so exciting. We're laughing with you, not at you, James. Um, it actually took me a minute too. So I have thrifted yeah, my man. entire life, but I hadn't been to a bin store, a Goodwill outlets and until like a year and a half into my selling, reselling. Um, and it, it like, everyone was like, Oh, the bins, the bins. And I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, so I feel, yeah, it took me there too. All right. I think, do we have any questions? You see any? I don't think so. Okay. So they're saying I had, someone else is saying I had an item damaged by eBay GPS, GSP, and they refunded the buyer. No problem. Yeah. So I don't think it's their normal practice. Um, Yeah. I do have a fun and to be continued, because I don't know what's going to happen, but (laughs) I had a buyer file for a return and they have 30 days to return it. They messaged me and I was like, oh, something happened. I wasn't able to return it, blah, blah, blah. I just put it in the mail. Uh, That was after their 30 day return. (laughs) <laughs> um so I'm waiting to get it back to see what uh Evie's gonna say but I'm like you and I couldn't if they would have told me ahead I would have been like I'm sorry like you already like don't ship it again. yeah 30 Evie. days like come yeah. on um they said it was like a medical emergency or whatever but
1: yeah I've heard that before
0: too yeah um but I would like had so they, cynical had they told me ahead I would have been like don't ship it let me ask Evie what we can do or like you snooze you lose so sorry yeah but they already shipped it to me so now i'm like i don't like if i get it do i just keep it and then sell it again and they don't i don't know well stay tuned i'll reach out to ebay um i like ebay for business if you don't have a concierge like anna
1: (laughs) concierge what's up i don't have like an individual contact but i can tell when i call it's like not the regular customer's
0: Yes. Well, you have a phone number to call. I don't like, no, I think I can get a phone number to call, but I think depending on your store level, when you go to customer service. Yes. That's correct. Yeah.
1: Which sometimes I accomplish a lot with like email or chat if those are available, but they're not always. So I did have one thing happen this week where I shipped something out and maybe like last week I shipped it out and it got returned to sender. And there was like a, like a label on it that said that the premises was vacant. And that's why it got returned to me. And then immediately the buyer messaged me and said, um, I never received this. Like it says that they tried to deliver it. Like they got some kind of notification that it, and then that it was returned. And I'm like, yeah, it had a stamp on it that says that it's vacant. And they're like, well, I have another address. And I'm thinking like, I've already paid, it was free shipping. So i like, I've already paid to ship this to you once. I'm literally about to move. So if this happens again, I literally won't be here if it comes back yeah. again yeah so i just refunded them and was like no <laughs> i'm
0: like too bad
1: came back i can't do anything about it right now
0: Love it. i had some this is my favorite part i've had this happen on poshmark twice and then i do have to go pick up children but so on poshmark you file a return and they have to approve it like it's all up to Poshmark and I have people get mad at me all the time. And I'm like, listen, I, it's up to Poshmark. I don't, I get returns on eBay. It's not like they have to approve it. Um, and I've had two people that are like, I guess they didn't know the policies or they didn't know how it works. They, sh- they paid their own money to ship it back to me before Poshmark approved it. And then Poshmark yeah. didn't approve it. The return and then they didn't have the item anymore. And then one person was going in, um, my store and like leaving all these comments. Why won't you give me my money back? And the seller and I was like, it's Poshmark. Yeah. Like, I don't have your also. You
1: didn't yeah. follow the the process that they have. I hate when people try to go outside of the process. I'm just like, no, I'm not dealing with you or communicating with you unless you're going through the proper channels. Yeah, I, they're there for a reason. <laughs>
0: Right. And I was like, it's not like, I'm not, I don't care. I would have, honestly, she returned it to me. It was in the same condition. It's going to sell again. Cause I already listed it again and I'm going to get it sold. Paid yeah. twice. Um, but I was like, I, I legitimately cannot give you money back. I'm not right. going like, to ask for your PayPal, but, um, oh, all right, that's it. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Good luck. Um, Oh yeah. Good shipping. Good luck moving Driving. moving <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's uh, no uh
1: no YouTube live next Friday because I will be like literally in the middle of loading a truck and leaving the state but I think after that there will be so yes
0: yeah so we are taking a couple of weeks off in March one Anna's moving and then we have spring break um and we're doing a road trip so two of those Fridays that we'll be on the road trip so we yeah. will be here per- periodically in March both of us are on social media so if you have questions um as things come up feel free to reach out so Sounds perfect. Then good luck. That's to you. all on
1: the flip side.